So recently, I've been extremely picky about the candles that I keep around the house. A lot of home fragrances don't really smell natural. They're not really sweet and have a lot of chemicals. And after learning that the candle industry contributes to an insurmountable amount of non-recyclable waste, carbon emissions, and just toxicity in the air, that has changed the way that I select the candles that I keep in my house. And that's why I'm so glad that Notes Candles exist. They're on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option without giving up high-quality fragrance that smells amazing. The candle industry has a major problem, which is almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year in almost all of them. And I mean all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next one million years. That's right. A million. Insane. But Notes Candles has created a solution. They have a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again and again. So you don't become a part of the problem. And it's so easy to use. The candles are made with fragrance wax beads. So all you have to do is place the wick in your reusable Notes jar, fill it up with wax beads, enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours, and then do it all over again. And you're ready for a new one. And you don't have to settle for less exciting fragrances with notes either. In fact, their collection of almost 13 fragrances are handcrafted by fragrance experts at their home base in South Carolina that are insane. I have a few of these here. Me and Jordan have been using them and I love it. Me and Jordan both are really big candle users, ironically, and so we can't get enough of this. And they have all these interesting one-of-a-kind fragrances like oak milk, vanilla, pepperwood, potassio, rose water all of them are amazing so be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality fragrance by making the switch to notes you can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandles.com slash just different right now notes is giving our listeners 15 percent off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using code just different just use code just different when placing your order that's code just different at notescandle.com dot com slash just different that is no we don't know them boys <laughs> Lazarus oh, plug man. okay uh y'all ready yeah let's get it bro yeah, like, let's get let's get it straight to it let's go let's, let's go. get it let's get it let's go all right yo what's up it's your buddy starks starks artist and you're tuned in to the just different podcast sure. where we talk everything faith life and culture but y'all see the title man they know what it is crazy response to the the first time we had to right we, so we had to spend a block had we had to, to come, come back, back. what y'all know about it y'all was getting everybody dm like bro that was so far they gotta come back i was like for sure that's what the people want so we had to make it happen and they in the new studio yeah. we got them here last time we were in nashville now they're here with us bro yeah. if you don't know you gonna know yeah our guys are here john and eric Diggs. i'm super super excited for this conversation we're gonna do a lot's happened since the last time that we we seen each other, for sure, they got they got a lot, a lot of new stuff going on. Things that got uh, coming, new stuff on the way. We got a fashion designer in our hands, yeah. soon to be published author, right? So like, go ahead, tell the people what y'all got going on. Eric, go ahead, tell, let them know. Hey, appreciate y'all for having me on again. For sure, for sure, for sure. For sure. Like Darren said, uh, I've been working on the book for you guys, based on a lot of questions that I get on my social media platform. It's called Living for Christ, Resisting Temptation Using the Word of God. And just like a little bit of the book blurb, um, I'll read it to you guys. It says, do you find yourself struggling with the same sin? Do you find yourself in a vicious cycle of sinning and confessing? Are you tired of giving in to temptation? And do you wonder how you can win the fight against your biggest roadblocks in your Christian journey? And if so, then this book is for you. So it should be coming out hopefully within the next week um, after dropping this EP. 
and I'm excited for you guys to really tap in. No, for sure. I'm super, I'm super hyped about it. Sure. And, you know, we did an EP a while ago. It was a minute ago, but it was like, Help, I'm Horny. Yep. And that was one of our best performing videos um, that a lot of people like could relate to that helped a lot of different people. So this is definitely like along so, the same lines yep. of like fighting uh, any type of temptation you're going through, any lust. Like it's going to be like super, super practical. A lot of different tips. He made it like intentionally like not short necessarily, but like, you know, to the, to the point, point, to the, to point. the, to the point, right? Practical so steps. definitely like, yo, Everybody was in the comments like, yeah, bro, I've been dealing with X, Y, and Z. So you need to tap into this book, for sure. Tap in. I'm super excited about it. Yeah, it's going to be dope. Then, my guy, John, the, man. the one. Yes, I think, what, what's he got, like, gap in his future? Probably, something whoa, like that. Yes, who know, who knows? Know, but let the people you know, know. Let them know that you, what you got going on right existence, now. You know yeah, for man. sure. But let the people know what you um, got going on right now before we get there. Man, the brand is actually finally here. I am wearing a sweatshirt from Center to Saint. Um... Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I said I was going to drop by the end of April, and in April is almost here. So yeah. once I um, release the website, it'll be live for you guys to go purchase. Got some T-shirts, got some sweatshirts on the way for you guys. I'm really excited. Um, what else has happened? You know, we all hit over 100K. Oh, uh, yeah, around the sure, same yeah. time. So we've been growing yeah. a lot. It's been a blessing. Yeah. God's been good. Um, if you guys are going to Holy Smoke, oh. May 26th to the 28th, right. that's what they had on mm-hmm. the uh, um, Instagram. Yep. That's be where there. I'll be. I'll be 21 on the 29th. So that's where I'm celebrating. If you guys want to come hang out with us, uh, be there. Yeah, also plug for Holy Smoke. Your boy's going to be there, too. We're going to so be there. Anybody who's, like, be thinking there. about going, definitely get in the building. It's going to be really, really dope. But, yeah, tap into my guys' merch. We don't really be promoting people's merch like that, like, just in general. You but, know what I mean? So but, you know you know how we rock, yo. If we, people come on our platform, yeah. They got it. It's valid. So definitely yeah. tap into that. Center the Saint. It's going to be fire. We've seen the samples. Bro's extremely Tough. talented. Like I said, Gap in the Future. Y'all going to see him working with Nike <laughs> and all of that. But nonetheless. Let's get straight into it. Let's get it. So whenever we were thinking about like an episode, because I definitely wanted them to like come down, see the studio and hang out with us. But we definitely wanted to like give y'all something else. <laughs> so we were thinking about this episode and there was like a situation that happened not too long ago with this uh, pretty big uh, Christian artist that was in CHH. And they had put something on their story basically saying that they were like, you know, falling away from the faith or at least like, you know, weren't really claiming to be a Christian anymore. And so, you know, after that, of course, there was a lot of different artists in the space and just people in general their fans and just people in the community that were kind of like i don't know the responses were like pretty like questionable in terms of like judgment i mean they were like basically like demonizing like their character crazy backlash yeah crazy backlash like not even in a constructive way just like super super negative Mm -hmm. and i remember we were talking about it in the chat and i was just like you know i hit the chat i'm like yo i'm just frustrated with like the hate that i'm seeing like you know who knows what this person is going through at this moment i feel at the moment like we should just be giving love and things like that and so then John has said something uh, along the lines of like, sometimes it's weird because it feels like the Christians, Christians can be like the most judgmental people, which is like ironic with like Very. the goal, at least like the task that we were given to like love. And something that he said that really stuck out to me was like the most Christ-like trait is how we love, love those who are most undeserving. And that's really what we're going to be talking about today, honestly, is like, you know, judgment, uh, condemnation, and really kind of like almost division within the Christian community. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does it really mean or look like to uh, love like Christ and to be unbothered by different people's like sin and the balance between like grace and truth, right? And then a while ago, there was somebody, uh, we put a poll up on our story or the question it was like, yo, what's God been teaching you to pass like three months of the year? Mm-hmm. And someone said, love them anyway. Mm. And I was like, mm. that's the one. I was like, yo, that's the EP title. And yeah. I feel like that just like literally tied in so perfect to the conversation we were having about that and what we really wanted to talk on today. So yeah, we're going to get straight into it. So the first question I really wanted to ask y'all, what are your thoughts on, I guess like, you know, judgment within the Christian community, I guess pertaining to that situation that like we were talking about, but just genuinely when you see people who may fall or 
you know, find himself in some type of scandal, no matter what it is, and like the responses you see sometimes from just like the community overall. Like, how do y'all how do y'all feel about that? Let him without sin cast the first stone. Mm. A lot of times, like we're so quick to point out the faults of others, and then we forget how much God forgave us of. Mm-hmm. Without love, it's nothing. It's the goodness of God that draws a man to repentance. Um, we're called to be peacemakers. And yes, people make mistakes, and it's okay maybe to point out their sin so that we say this is not okay. But then there comes a point where people are tearing down the person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like once a person repents, once the sin is brought to the light and they get it right, what more do you want from the person after right. that? Hmm. What more do you want? Because as Christians, we're called to restore each other. Jesus said in John 13, 34, 35, a new command I've given unto you that you love another as I loved you. By this shall all men know you are my disciples by your love for each other. So are you loving people the way that Christ loved you? Right. You know, Romans 5, 8. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. So he didn't wait for us to get everything right. He loved us even when we were sinning, even when we rejected him. Exactly. And if you're not loving each other, people won't really know that you're Christians based on John 13, 35. Mm -hmm. The love that you have for other people, that distinguishing trait right there, that can only be found in Christ. So what do you think, John? Talk to us. Um... It's crazy because when you ask that question again, like the spirit kind of just revealed to me a TikTok that I had made a while ago on this topic, which um, is judging with righteous judgment. I don't think that we should get too far from saying the Bible says don't judge at all. If you're going to judge, judge judge righteously, right? Judge with love. Um, use a gentle, use gentle speech, use grace. But a TikTok that I made was just explaining how you judge with righteous judgment. And it was just an example that was given to me. So. Basically, it's like, say you're walking this trail, right? And you see your friend walking the trail and you know that there's a cliff up ahead. You're not going to want your friend to keep walking on that trail if you know that's going to lead to doom. But you're not going to say, don't walk that trail because this is what I'm doing. I'm walking this trail. This is the right way, right? Or you're not going to make them feel bad for the walking the trail that they're on if you've been there before. The one thing that you can do is you can point to a sign that says, hey, do not walk on that trail because that's where a cliff is. The Bible is our standard, right? You're going to have to, if you're going to judge righteously, you have to point to scripture. Don't make it about yourself or make it like, this is what I'm doing. I'm better than you, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever you see instances where somebody is going through something in the faith, somebody's struggling, somebody might have even left the faith, the first thing that you do is not go bash that person. It's point them to scriptures. Have these conversations. Sometimes it's not even having a biblical conversation, just understanding why. Somebody might not be ready in a place mentally or spiritually to just have a conversation that's just all Bible-based. Somebody just might need a friend to hear them out and talk to them and show love to them like what Christ calls to do. So No, really, and that's crazy that you even mentioned that because I, I had a point that I wanted to mention uh, that I had put down that I made a while ago, but it was basically like uh, stop judging people you're not praying for. Mm-hmm. The Bible calls us to pat, uh, pass judgment, which is righteous, which is what you mentioned, right? But judgment that doesn't come from a place of love isn't righteous at all. Without allowing our hearts to be refined through prayer, we will always find ourselves providing correction from a place of envy, pride, hypocrisy, and condemnation. Correction and accountability is needed for our brothers and sisters, but your heart matters. And that's always what I mentioned. Because we had actually posted something a while ago on our TikTok, and I think Jordan was talking about something. It was along the lines of like, <clears throat> that basically as Christians that we shouldn't judge. And then 
of course it was like in the context of something else, but they were kind of like coming out in the comments, um, basically talking about how the Bible does say that we are supposed to pass judgment, which is righteous, which we obviously do believe, like you mentioned, but I think sometimes we don't really know what that looks like all the time, right? Or what that means. Um, and then it just turns into something that we're like, we're just bashing people like throwing them to the side. Like, and like I said, it's not like from a place where our hearts are being refined in ourselves, right? First, before we can actually do it for other people. And that really all that matters because if my heart's in the right place, if I'm praying, giving it to God, then like I'm coming from a place of like, yo, like I don't want you to walk off that cliff. It's not like, oh, I'm better than you. Right. And or like, oh, I feel like I'm like now the master judge sitting on the seat from like I can dictate what you're doing and what you're not. It's coming from a different place that's led by God ultimately through the, through the spirit. And there's something else that I have felt like I mentioned before on the podcast and I like uh, talking about a lot, but it's in um, it's in John 8. And it was basically like you mentioned, uh, he who he who is without sin cast the first stone. And something I found that was really interesting whenever he talks to these individuals and then he talks to uh, the woman that was caught in adultery, he says, oh, it's not. Let me find it first. Caught in the very act, too. In the act. And he still said this. So even if you find somebody wrong... Yeah, so it says, and this is John eight eleven. so he's talking to her and he says, well, i kind of read the back a little bit. So at this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left. With the woman still standing there, Jesus straightened up and asked her, woman, where are, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And she says, no one, sir, she said. And then he says, then neither do I condemn you. Go now and leave your life of sin. And in different translations, it's really powerful. But basically, in that instance, like he, I feel like he started off with grace and then led with truth, right? It's like, neither do I condemn you. Like, I have grace and love for what you did, but I'm not stopping there, right? I may obviously give you truth to make sure, no, hey, do not go continue in this act anymore. But, like, I'm not condemning you in that way. So that's kind of what I want to talk about. It's like, what is that that balance, like, that y'all have found with that? Just in, like, correcting other people you see, like, either, either it's your inner circle or people that, like, you know, you're feeling led to, like, yo, like, this is wrong or hold accountable. What's that balance y'all feel like? Um, For me personally, it's, like he said, where are your accusers? The mm-hmm. first thing that you need to do is do a self-internal, like, reflection, right? Because it's so easy to judge somebody for something that you've never struggled with, Right. If I don't like smoking, I'm not going to go, you know, smoke. Then I know that somebody else might struggle with that. It's easy for me to judge them because I'm like, this is something I don't struggle Facts. with. Now, if somebody goes and talks to me about lust or pornography, that's going to hit a lot harder because that's something that I've struggled with. Mm-hmm. Right. So whenever I'm bringing scripture to somebody, it's not from a place of, oh, I've never sinned before. I'm not better than you. Your struggle might be different from mine, but it doesn't make it any more or less valid. Mm-hmm. So what I should do is look at myself first, think of how I wanted to be treated in that situation, and then go show that love to others. Always point them to scripture once again. Never point to yourself, but always think of the things that you personally struggle with. And that's going to help you communicate a lot more effectively and use a lot more grace and season your uh, tongue with love and stuff like that. So, For sure. 100%. Eric? Yeah, that balance of grace and truth definitely comes from the spirit that you're bringing stuff with, too. Like you got to come with the right heart. Like we've been hitting on earlier, mm-hmm. um, definitely grounding it in the word. But even then, understanding that the most spiritual person is not the person who knows the most scriptures or has the most spiritual gifts. The most spiritual person is the one who walks in the most love because that's who God is. Mm-hmm. And so, something I was talking to Jordan about earlier today was even like whenever we talk about love in general. Everybody always talks about 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Yeah. 
But what about First Corinthians 13 verses 1 through 3? Nobody Talk even me. talks about that. So like I got my Bible here and read this for you. It says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I'm nothing. If I give away all I have and I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. So no matter what you say or do, you can say the right thing, but if you're not saying with the wrong, if you're not saying with the right spirit, then you're wrong. And mm. so that's the balance of grace and truth. Is just saying the right thing in the right spirit. Of course. Mm. Like yes, I'm bringing you what you did was wrong. I'm bringing it up to you, but I'm not trying to tear you down. I'm not trying to ruin your reputation. I'm trying to restore you. I'm bringing this to you out of a standpoint because I love you enough that I want you to be the best version of yourself. And I see that this thing is holding you back. And so I want to build you up. Of course. I don't want to tear you down. Mm -hmm. But yes, we do got to admit sometimes that if your brother is doing something wrong, I wouldn't be right if I didn't bring it up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's okay. (laughs) But at the same time, I'm not just going to bring it up and that's it. No, I'm going to bring it up like Jesus said. Then I'm going to build you up at the same time. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to walk through with you. Of course. Then I'm going to keep on loving you. Regardless of even if you choose to accept it or not accept it, mm. I'm gonna keep on love you. Mm. And sometimes I might have to separate myself from you because you might not listen. Mm. But I'm still gonna be praying for you, like you said. For sure. I'm still gonna keep anything I say about you positive. Like I'm not gonna talk about you negatively behind your back and that's stuff the like part, that. That's part. You know yeah, that part right like there. Like a lot of times you're talking about, yeah, I love this man. I told him the truth. So now that gives me a right to talk about him negatively. No, bro, for real. No. That's. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, oh, at least I already, I already talked to them about it. You know what I mean? Like, like we use that as a past. Like, oh, well, like, I, I've confronted them. Yeah, right. Therefore, like, now I'm back here just, like, basically speaking bad on their name. Like, we <laughs> got <laughs> everybody. But that's good that you uh, you said that because, like, I feel, I feel like I'd be seeing two extremes that I think we've talked about a lot of times, even off camera. But basically that, like, you have, like, this movement of, like, you know, I guess, like, hyper grace right because right? me and eric always talk about there's balance to everything and we have like this movement of like you see this particular part of like this christianity or this our community that's like always about like grace and just showing love and forgiveness which is amazing right but it's like without any truth attached to it no accountability like oh just come as you are but like john always tells me like you don't stay there you mm-hmm. don't stay that way yep. and so the, but then you have on the other side of people who are just always about like you know I guess like judgment in a way there's like truth mm-hmm. right truth without love yeah. though right it's like okay you come to God and it's automatically no you gotta get it together it's like bro like I just I just came to Christ it's like no like what's wrong you know what I mean like get it together with no like patience and are letting people go through their process mm-hmm. so I think that's always good like basically that's just finding that balance between the two because like if Jesus is the standard like we say the Bible is the standard like we have to look at what he did and that's what we, he's shown throughout his three years of ministry like he's 30 years old um, one thing that I always like to talk about is how grace not only has the power to um, forgive you of your sins but also set you free mm-hmm. right a lot of people get stuck on the grace aspect of oh he's going to forgive me if I do this and that's the wrong mentality to have um, what did Jackie Perry Hill say she said pursue holiness right yeah. Now Eric said uh Eric said pursue holiness before before the uh the sin, right? What did, how'd you work? Ooh, it? that was uh, good, bro. How was that? What was um, that? when you fi- I'll, I'll read uh Romans six, one through three while you find it. And it, i love this this chapter. You were talking about it mm-hmm. the other the other episode. He said, What shall we say then? Already continue continue in sin that grace may abound by no means. How can we who have died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? 
um that's just so powerful to me because it's like if you die to sin then that's not something that you should be comfortable in right mm. you shouldn't you shouldn't be okay with repetitively going in this cycle of i sin i repent i sin Facts. i repent you should be making progression you shouldn't be okay with struggling with the same sin over and over again now if that's a cycle that you're stuck in the most important thing is that you don't stay there in proverbs it says that a righteous man falls seven times but he gets he gets back up so it's like even if you are in this cycle if you're continuing to fight and if you're not okay and your spirit is still convicted that's a place that you want to be mm -hmm. it's a dangerous place when you start justifying your sin right right you start saying oh this isn't even that bad it's a natural thing why do i even have to feel bad about it you know everybody does it start making reasons why that's okay everybody struggles with this right mm. everybody been going through this mm -hmm. it's just a season somebody reached out to me on, on instagram and they were just telling me the things that they struggle with but it's like you know it's just hard when that's what the culture's doing and i i told them i was like man where in the bible does it say we follow culture mm -hmm. wow and i was like and that, that's really all i said right and he's like wow you're right like oh, I said, well, the Bible. It's, it's just so hard in this generation. Mm. Times are different now. Mm. It's so much more difficult than what it was. The Bible is outdated. It's old-fashioned, mm. et cetera. Crazy. I, think I found something you're talking about. Um, one thing I said is grace is an answer to sin, not a reason to sin. Ooh. Mm. And then holiness is a lifestyle, not a streak. Um, I think it's important to remember this is that you can't, live out God's nature independent of his spirit. Mm -hmm. So you need the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to help you to live out who God is. Um, another thing that's important is your thoughts that you're thinking every day influence your actions, right? So if I want to produce God's actions, I must think God's thoughts. Now, if I want to think God's thoughts, then I must be in my word Continually, that's why it says renew your mind with the word of God, and it's a continual thing because what does I do? It puts God's words on the forefront of my mind, and if God's words on the forefront of my mind, then anything that comes to me that's not of God, one, I'll know it's not of God because I know what God's word says, hmm. and two, I have something to combat those things with now. So now I'm not just sitting there thinking about these thoughts. Also, it's a plug for the book as well. <laughs> I'm not just sitting there thinking about the thoughts, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because that's on the forefront of my mind. So now I'm able to live out God's nature because, one, I'm walking in the Spirit. Two, I'm keeping his thoughts and his words on my mind. Mm -hmm. And now the big thing is speak it, continue to do it, and then continue to renew your mind again and again and again. And so understanding, like a lot of people say, it's so hard to be a Christian. Yes, it is. In your own strength. Because John fifteen five, Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm. Again, going back to that, that vine and the tree analogy, right? You know what I'm saying? As long as the branch is connected to the tree, it continues producing fruit. The moment that branch gets disconnected from the tree, that's the moment you stop producing fruit. That's the moment you stop living holy. Because right. you can't do it unless you stay connected to Jesus. Jesus is the tree. We're the branch. So if we want to produce fruit, we must stay connected to Jesus. It's a daily right thing. There. I think I remember the quote. It was pursue holiness before sin rather than grace after. Ah, yeah, that's it. That's Say it again, bro. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. It's been a block, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's the It said, um, pursue holiness before sin rather than grace after. Yeah. Um, I was I was on the phone today with somebody, and I was telling them, I was like, you can't put yourself in situations where your mind isn't already made up. Mm. Um, he said he got in a situation where he didn't necessarily clarify his boundaries, and it ended up 
to leading him to struggling with thoughts and and lust and stuff. And I told him I was like, you know, it's a daily it's a daily decision. It's a daily effort, right, to renew your mind, um, to cast down those thoughts. You have to be very intentional. And if your mind isn't made up what you're going to do whenever you're in certain situations, then it makes it a lot easier for you to be swayed. Right. What they, what do they say? So, um, uh, is it stand for something or fall for anything? Right. Mm-hmm. Facts. So What's it's like one? if you don't stand on the word, then you're going to be subject to whatever the devil throws your way. Facts. Now I want to go back to something that you had mentioned earlier that was re- that was really good. You were just talking about um, you mentioned like Romans six and that how like obviously like if we're in God we shouldn't be comfortable sinning or starting to justify our sinners um, living in what like God brought us out of essentially. And I want you to tell them tell them why though right about the revelation that you had about uh, we were talking about um, an after no religion that video that you had made a few weeks before. Oh that we yeah, yeah yeah. So because I think a lot of people when they're hearing just about like grace and truth or whatever. It's always about okay, like if if I'm going to heaven anyway, then why? Like, what's right. the, what's the point of me like living holy or you know righteous unto God? Like, okay, if I'm going to fall, I'm going to be forgiven, and I can keep going in this cycle that they assume is like correct to think that it can do. Like, why why is that so important? Because yeah, I made a video that was yeah. really really fire. So there's two reasons. Um, in First John, I believe it's three. It's twenty four. Is it three twenty four? It's in First John for sure. In First John three twenty four, or roughly around there, twenty three twenty four, talks about how if you if you if you know that your ways are pleasing to God, then you have confidence whenever you stroll into the throne room of God that whenever you pray, He will answer and He will hear your prayers, mm-hmm. right? And and He will answer your prayers. And so from that aspect, you start understanding like, okay. My the way that I live is not going to be what saves me or condemns me. Though your your tree shall bear fruit, and that's important. So, not to just gloss over that, Facts. but it's like, you know, God He can be pleased with the way that you live, and when you're living in sin, that damages relationship. And so that video that He was talking about, I talked about Hosea six. Um, it's really verses four through six, and so. I'm going to just read verse 6 where it says, For I desire steadfast love and sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. And in the New Living's translation, it talks about how I, I'm going to read it in the New Living's actually. So it says, I want, to, I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. And so basically, God has always been more focused on us having a, a relationship with him, more so than just doing things out of a ritualistic standpoint, out of um, a religious standpoint. You're just doing things because it looks good to other people or because that's what you were taught growing up and not necessarily because you truly have this relationship with God. Right. And so a lot of people look at the Bible as a list of rules, right? They look at it as, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. It's, it's not fun. Now, when you look at God and you realize that he's holy, holy means set apart. Set apart from what? Sin. God can't be around sin. But he wants to maintain relationship with you. So when you look at it from that lens, you start understanding the Bible is a, a book of not rules, but how to maintain relationship with God. So Oh no, don't miss it, bro. Please <laughs> yeah, you gotta repeat don't, no, that. like yeah, <laughs> start it from the top. Please <laughs> don't miss it. Like honestly, bro. <laughs> okay. The Bible is not a list of rules. It's a book on how to maintain relationship with God because God is holy and he can't be around sin. So he's not telling you not to do this because he doesn't want you to have a good time or enjoy yourself or whatever you want to call it. He's doing it because he wants to maintain that relationship. He loves us, right? When Adam and Eve entered the garden, it was perfect and they were able to walk with God literally beside each other. But what separated them? Sin. Sin. So whenever you start understanding, you know, it's not like... We sin because, well, people don't realize, like, whenever you sin, you're really disappointing God. You don't lie to your mom or your dad or someone that you care about because you know that's going to hurt them. You're not going to do something that you know is going to hurt them. That's the same way that you have to view sin. You're not going to sin because you don't want to hurt God's heart because he truly does care. 
That's so good, bro. I remember I watched that video. I was like, I was shook, bro. I was like, TikTok video is so much revelation. But like, that's so that's so true. Like, and I never thought of it like that. Since he is holy, he's set apart. Like, he literally can't be around sin. So like, obviously, if that's something that's like involved in our lives, or at least that we're allowing ourselves to be bound to, then he can't even maintain that relationship. So I wanted you to mention that because that's why it's so important to even like have that truth part. Because even like having that accountability to live right with God is basically to maintain relationship with him. It's not just because, okay, like, I don't want you to enjoy your life, have fun, or have that abundance that Jesus talks about within the Gospels. But, yeah. yeah I know earlier, uh, I kind of told you something, you made a point about how, like, the balance between grace and truth. I just want to ask you guys, have you guys ever felt like you were at a point in your life where you were giving people the truth without the grace and the love? Because we were talking about earlier in a different EP about how, like, when we were new in our faith, we were doing it in a way that was, like, without love and, like, presenting presenting the truth, right? And we were doing it from, like, a, you know, like, the, from the right mindset, but we were doing it without grace. So we just wanted, like, have you ever personally been at a point in your life where... Because we just felt like, I remember I just felt like, and we mentioned this in No Religion, I was just mad judgmental. You know yeah. what I mean? It was kind of, like I said, it wasn't necessarily from a wrong intention. It's like, I just felt like at some point I got in like, what I like to call like just a fair, Pharisee like mindset of like, okay. Didn't know, you know? Yeah, like I'm in this like, this exclusive club that nobody else can get in. And it yeah. just wasn't necessarily like, productive for everybody that I was around. Right. Like, did you, did you feel like I ever had that phase or that moment that you had to grow out of? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I think, this problem happens to a lot of people that grew up in a Christian household. Mm-hmm. Facts, yeah. Uh, yeah. You just forget that not everybody's a Christian. <laughs> Simple, but seriously. <laughs> so I'm trying to hold people who aren't Christians to the same standards <clears throat> as my fellow Christians, right? Yep. And I'm taking that mindset into every single new relationship I'm making. Mm. And so for me, like that first time where that came to life for me was at college. Yeah. I'm talking to my teammates and stuff. I'm sharing the gospel to them, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, you're not connected with me because you're not meeting me where I'm at. Right. You're talking to me as somebody who's already been in the faith, somebody who has a background of Christianity. Like, there's people who don't even know about Christianity, period. At all. At all. Mm-hmm. And so that was like, oh, my gosh. That was, like, really eye-opening for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, first of all, I got to build a relationship with them, right. which first. I've been doing good about, which is why he was comfortable enough. My team was comfortable enough to even tell me that. He's like, I want to help you share the gospel more because I see the way you're living. I see the fruit of your life. And so I know what you got. It works. But the way you're communicating that, mm. let me help you. Right. And mm-hmm. so he was like, you got to come to me as if I know nothing. Mm. You can't come to me, judge me. And so that's why I'm telling you guys, you got to build the relationship first. Yeah. Let's just go out to eat. Sit down. You know? Talk about life. Talk about family. Talk mm. about the mental. How are you doing? Right. Let me get to know you as a person. Let's build that trust first. Mm. Let me not come at you as oh my gosh, you need to get saved right now you're going to hell. Like, mm. who's going to want to listen to that if they're not a Christian? Exactly. I'm a Christian. I don't even want to hear that kind of stuff. <laughs> and so it's just like, again, love, man. Like, love is conquers all because no matter how somebody treats me, no matter what they do or don't do, I remember the people who keep loving me. Mm-hmm. And it means the most to me even more. Like, okay, I was persecuted, right? But I didn't change up on them. I right. still was loving them. Mm-hmm. In their lowest moments, guess who was there? Me. And I was just there with love. Yeah. And then that love draw them in. So it was like understanding that one, not everybody's a Christian. And two, build a relationship with people. Show of them course. genuine love. And love is freely given. Trust is earned, right? So like when it comes to love, I'm freely given that. I don't expect anything in return. Mm. Right. I don't need you to treat me the same way I'm treating you to love you like the way that Jesus loved me. Yeah, and it's kind of like to the point you made earlier, talk about how like in the Bible it says you have a new command to love each other like as I loved you. And like he he met us where we were. Right. I mean, he loved right. us despite how we treated him and we weren't, weren't loving him. So I, I think that's a good point, like meeting people where they are. 
And even sure. going off of that, he said, a new commitment I give you. So check this out. A lot of people always talk about, uh, what is it? Love thy neighbor as thyself, right? Mm -hmm. But Jesus said, I gave you a new commitment to love one another as I loved you. Because check this out. If I'm loving somebody as myself, some days I wake up and I'm just not feeling great about myself. For real? Mm -hmm. you some don't. days I'm feeling awesome about myself. But guess what happens if I'm not feeling great about myself? Man, you about to get all of that today. So, right. But if I'm loving people the way that Jesus loved me, mm -hmm. that means I'm praying for my enemies. Mm -hmm. Doing good and speaking good yeah. to those who curse me. Mm -hmm. Loving those people even while they're sinners. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a different mindset right there. That's a different perspective right there. It is. New commitment I give unto you. Um, when it comes to a good example of people who speak the truth but don't have grace. You look at the Pharisees because mm -hmm. that's who Jesus always came for more for than sure. anybody. Why? Because they're pride. Um, I remember there's a story in the Bible where it talks about how one of the Pharisees was praying and it's like, thank you that I'm not like these other sinners versus the other sinner who was like, I'm a broken man. He was just being honest and vulnerable and open with God. Um, I, I attended an event um, with Pastor Rice Brooks uh, He's the creator of God's Not Dead actually And it's funny that we were just talking about that before But he said like whenever Jesus talked about hells Actually more so to the Pharisees And he was just talking about them because it's like they're religious And so Whenever I look at my own life And how I grew up in the church It was easy for me to get caught up in how I live right? So I think I'm better than you because I didn't do this that and the other I still got this whole secret sin I'm not telling nobody about, right. right? But, you know, I'm still better than you, right? Mm -hmm. In the public eye, I'm perfect. So then it's like, okay, cool. I might consider myself perfect, but am I perfect compared to the one who had no sin? Yep. No, I'm not. Mm -hmm. So why am I acting like I'm better than you, right? You, or you could go a long time without struggling with the sin. And then I had a homie. He's like, man, I'm struggling with this like almost every day. And I'm like, dang, bro, when are you going to get right? Mm -hmm. You feel like you made it. You feel like you made it, right? <laughs> then the thing I know I'm in his exact position and now yep. I feel dumb. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say like always look at yourself first. Always, um, always analyze yourself. Examine yourself to see whether or not you be in the faith. Examine yourself daily. And going off of that, like, with that judgmental mentality, I had that same mentality for myself as well early in my mm -hmm. walk. Yeah. So I was really hard on me. I feel like I had to do everything perfect. And if I messed up, it was hard to ask for help because of the way I was taught, because of the way I was raised. Right. And because of my mindset, I didn't understand the love of Christ completely yet. Um, I feel like you love differently once you understand how you have been loved different. Mm -hmm. And so just understanding that... That was a bar. Say it again, say it again. Wait, no, run it back, run it back. That was, tough. That was I like that. I feel like you love differently once you understand how you've been loved different. Mm. That's tough. So if Jesus loved me while I was a sinner, that means that his love for me is there even if I choose to reject him. Ooh. And so it had nothing to do with what I do, right or wrong. Mm -hmm. His love for me is based on him, not me. So there's nothing I can do to mess it up, mm. right? Um... And so once I fully understood that, it was like, okay, you're not trying to make me live perfect so that you mm -hmm. can love me. You're loving me so that I can live more like you mm -hmm. every day. And understanding that, it's allowed me to live in a lot more freedom. I think that's a lot of something that a lot of Christians don't talk about. You have all these things that you might be struggling with, and because of the way you're raised, like most Christian churches, like if you do this or that, right. then not only... Or is, is that a sin, right? But also, like, again, going to, like, cancel culture, going to just, like, pointing it out. What's the balance between grace and truth? Because I know a lot of Christians, like, yeah, you sin, and now I'm put you on blast in front of everybody. Right. So if I'm messing up, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not trying to get put on blast in front right. of everybody. You know what's um, helped me a lot, too? 
uh, whenever we read the Bible, a lot of times it kind of separate ourselves from the people in the Bible. And what I mean by that is we don't put ourselves in those people's shoes. Mm-hmm. And we really should because we're a lot more common than a lot of these people Real really want to expect or think about. So when you look at Israel, right, and they were rebellious and you're like, it's so simple. Why don't you just do what God says? You know, this, that, and the other won't happen. 40 and then years, you go over bro. here and look at yourself. <laughs> 40, 40 years is crazy. 40 years. It is crazy. <laughs> Four decades. And, and you think about that, but then at the same time, it's like, you haven't necessarily just overcome everything in your life either right and uh, that's exactly what what we're doing we're the people of israel um colt Britt, oh he's on tiktok he made a crazy video on jose and he was talking about you know jose had an unfaithful wife and it was really hard for me to put myself in that situation like i'm imagining myself would i be okay just coming home knowing that my wife is sleeping with somebody else no obviously not but he said that's what jesus does anytime that we sleep with sin Thing. That's hard. And he was like, he still loves us in the midst of Dang. us cheating on him. I love you. Right? That's crazy. And so it's like, okay, stop looking at yourself like these aren't people that you can relate to. Because you relate more to these people in the Bible more than Jesus, let's be real. Mm. That's fire. That's fire. Because you're getting in another relationship. Yeah. And it's not with him. Uh, yeah, that's the one. That's really fire. But um, I like how y'all just been talking about that. People basically meeting people where they're at. Mm-hmm. And like, like you said, growing up in Christian household. And that's why I, I really love the episode we did on our religion, just because um, that's what I've been learning like the past three months. It's just like how much that I've been treating people from what I've been taught. Mm-hmm. Like, just because it's like, it was always hard for me. Like, bro, like, why are you like struggling with this? Right. You know what I mean? Like, even people like, I remember before I went to college, you know, like the whole uh, like horoscopes and stuff like that, you know, like people are asking for your sign, yeah. everything. I thought it was a joke. Like I thought I didn't think it was like real or anything like, like that. Yeah. Trend. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just a trend or whatever. Yeah. And then I went to like I went I got into school and everybody's like, Yo, what's your sign or whatever? <laughs> and they're like, um, you're on the the cusp of like, oh, okay, that sounds good. And I'm just, <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and that's a small example. And like people were actually like uh really indulging in like the crystals and stuff like that. And that was really mm-hmm. part of their life. And then at that point, I was just being super like I was just basically like judgmental and critical of like yo like why would you why would you worship that like it doesn't make sense to me it doesn't like understand and that like i think i really missed a good point to like just evangelism because i would wasn't meeting them where they were at mm-hmm. right not even to necessarily like understand to the point of acceptance but to understand to the point of like you know having empathy to love them first and then present the gospel in a way that like yo like was like attainable for them to actually understand but that's good because we go through that a lot but i guess we we're, were talking more on like judgment on like i guess a micro level individual in individual lives but kind of like starting back with the conversation we had at the top of this how do y'all feel about uh cancel culture particularly when it comes to you know we can just say generally with the christian community mm-hmm. what what role does that play if any it should if it should not be a thing you know what i mean it's hard bro to be real um you don't want to be under a pastor that's obviously living a lifestyle that he's preaching about or that you shouldn't be living right. You don't want to live. You don't want to be under a hypocrite. But at the same time, you do want to show love and you do want to show grace. So you know, when you whenever it comes to teachers, you're held to a higher standard. And there's certain biblical passages I talk about things that just shouldn't be named among the church, right? But at the same time, it's like cancel culture is not is not God's grace. It's not love. If you're not pointing them to scripture, if you're not showing them this is why they're wrong according to scripture, then it's like why are you doing it? Yeah. 
So, like, I, and that's another thing when it comes to being a, a influencer or a pastor, your life is much more public than everybody else's. So, right. tying back to what I said earlier, like, it's a lot easier to judge somebody when your life isn't on the forefront at twenty four seven. Of course. So, whenever you, whenever you think about, oh, this person struggled with that, or this person did that, like, uh, another big artist, um, associated with Reach Records, he, um, a lot happened with him. But I had a lot of grace and compassion for him because I, I realized, I was like, you know, if I didn't steward what God has given me, I could very well just be like him. I could very well be in the same pos position, mm -hmm. same boat as him. And so for me, it made it a lot easier to not cancel him. No, I don't have to support him. No, I don't approve of what he did. But at the same time, I don't have to go gossip or judge or talk to other people about him and just bash his name because ultimately it's not edifying the body of Christ. For sure. Makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Like, cancel culture is definitely not of God. Um, like you said, I think that gossip is the biggest thing. And trying to tear somebody down, destroy their reputation, destroy who they are as a person, make it almost impossible for them to come back and be meaningful to society. Where do you ever see that in the Bible? Mm. You don't. So, mm. like, why are Christians partaking in that? Like, have you done everything perfect? If I was to take everything you've done and put it on blast for the world, how would you feel about that? Right. I'm just so thankful that Christ forgave me of everything. So I'm going to extend that same forgiveness to everybody else. Because Christ didn't make me deserve it. He didn't make me earn it. So how can I make anybody else earn it? How can I make anybody else deserve it? And of course, like, humanly speaking, that sounds impossible. It goes against everything inside of me as a human. And again, that's why you need God's spirit to carry this out. You can't do this in your own strength. And but it's also about keeping that perspective and always remembering where God has brought you from. I think a lot of us forget how far we've come right i think a lot of us forget where god has brought us from yep. and so it's once you forget it's easy to start putting judgment on other people when they mess up because now you're doing good now maybe right but you forget there's a moment in time where you weren't doing so good there's a moment in time where you understood like man i need god's love right here mm. and so again i keep saying like it's the goodness of god that draws a man to repentance and if you do everything you say the right things but you don't say it in love then it means nothing and here's another thing too when it comes to like holding grudges um the bible is pretty clear i'm um, looking at mark 11 25 right now it says when you're praying first forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against such as your father in heaven will forgive your sins too your forgiveness is really contingent on how you forgive others and i always wondered why that was because that's not the only passage where it talks about the importance of forgiving somebody else first um and then i was reading the parable of the i think it was like the debtors where this one guy owes the king like millions and millions and millions of dollars of debt, right? And he forgives him of it all. Mm -hmm. And then he goes out and somebody that owes him like a couple thousand in debt, he's aggressive and he puts him in prison for yeah. it. Then the king finds out and is like, how dare you when I just forgave you of all this all. So that's how God treats it, right? Whenever we don't forgive other people, that debt is minimal compared to the eternal debt that we owe that he saved us from. So it's like, if you're not going to forgive others, then why should he forgive you? And it's For crazy sure. to think about. No, we'll talk. And then I think, uh, I don't know, I guess you hear it a lot when people talk about, I don't know, maybe like forgiveness. I guess like, I don't know, you can forgive somebody, but they still not be placed in the same position they were in your life. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. So I guess when it comes to when, when we see like leaders fall specifically, whether that be pastors, artists, or like significant people in any type of space, uh, particularly when it comes to like just a Christian community, I think that's something that we also have to understand too. Because I think that I guess we feel like I don't know that like if we do forgive or show some type of grace that we're like in um, 
agreement, agreement. With what, yeah in agreement yeah. with what happened or what like what took place or action that they did and i think that that that's not that's not the case at all that's right. not like biblical and that's not what like grace is like signifying right. or like mm-hmm. a co-sign and or like some type of agreement of like okay yeah we're cool like what happened but how do y'all feel about that just genuinely like in terms of i don't know if we can really even touch on this as much but like just leader responding to leaders falling and if they should be like returned to the I position think, that they had i think it's interesting how if a person slips up one time the years of good work that they did is out the window yeah that's the that's the one thing that's really hard about it you know and like i said earlier you don't want to approve of somebody's sin but at the same time it's not like you know they're the most evil person because at one point in time you were probably rocking with them they had a fan base or a following or whatever you want to call it for a reason so it's like you know if a, if a leader falls definitely use grace and depending on what it was you know maybe they might be restored maybe it's maybe not you know it's just you know pray about it ultimately and go to the word don't go off your own opinion facts i got you yeah when it comes to leaders falling uh like you said like john was talking about it earlier how not everybody should be teachers because you're judged with greater strictness mm-hmm. and that's in james 3 verse 1 where it says that i think a lot of times christians feel like they're the ones that need to be the ones handing out the judgment with greater strictness though mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. god has called us like yeah understand this yes actions do have consequences for sure so there are times where yes you mess up and it's pretty bad you might lose your position we might have to demote you because we have to let the world know, like, no, this doesn't represent Christ. We don't represent this. But at that point, after that's been done, what more do you want? Why do you keep tearing the person down? Are we trying to build him up? Are we trying to restore him? Like, where are you going with it? Um, so just understanding, yes, the actions have consequences. but And yes, you will be judged with greater strictness as a leader. But as a Christian, it's up to me to show the love of Christ, to be a peacemaker. God's called to be peacemakers. So... Is what you're doing, is what you're saying, think about this, is it going to bring peace? Is what you're doing and what you're saying, is that going to represent Christ's love for you? If it's not, then I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't do that. But yeah, because there are times, like, you know, Jesus kicked people out the temple, like, you know, there's that's love. Right. Yeah. Mm. But why do you do that? Because they were not representing God. And then after they weren't representing God, then he goes and shows them what does God look like. Thanks. Yeah. And so, yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, I was going to ask, wait, go ahead and finish. No, yeah, go ahead, no, no, no. I, I don't know why I'm just thinking about this. How do y'all feel about, um, I, I mean, we talked about this a little bit, like false like false teachers, mm. preachers. Because I think there, there's a difference between, um, somebody guess, who makes a, a mistake. Error and heresy. Yeah, that's right? fa- that's big too. Yeah, yeah. So, so true. yeah, I just want to know, because I feel like that kind of ties into a conversation. And right now I'm just thinking about that because I've been seeing that. I guess we see it a lot. I just it's see like opinion. every really three weeks, almost the same list of eight to 10 pastors that are, you know, on a list, on a list that, yeah. you know, I see on my TikTok, but I just want to, I feel like we should talk about that a little bit. I'm curious with the whole thing. So in second Timothy, um, two fifteen, it says, steady to show that self approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly divided the word of truth. Right. It says rightly divided the word of truth. Study to show that self approved. What does that mean? That means I need to be in the word myself. How can I identify a false teacher if I myself am not reading, mm-hmm. you know? And that comes with even, that's a whole nother conversation in itself, really. But like the translations that you read, the pastors that you follow, the people that you're letting pour into your life, 
if you're not reading the word, then like I said once again, like before, like if you don't stand, what what I say, stand for something or you fall for anything, you have to know what you're grounded in. You have to be grounded in the word before somebody's coming along and just whispering things in your ear that don't align with scripture. And another thing is the enemy, he knows how to twist scripture, right? He tempted Jesus using the word. So it's like, even if you are in the word, you have to make sure the spirit agrees. So you have to make sure that ideas or theologies that you might've come up with Somebody else is confirming that. Somebody that you know is grounded in the word. So just, you know, making sure that what people are preaching line up with the scripture is the most important thing. And if it doesn't, you don't need to listen to them. At the same time, it's not like a it's it's very possible for a pastor to say something incorrectly or the context to be t- it be taken out of context or his intentions by what behind what he said is not conveyed like appropriately. And I think like not to cut you off, just when it comes to like. I guess Aaron hair seeing the way that I was I was seeing it is the fact that I think like after like repeated times of okay like yo that doctrine was all fam yeah like you went up there and that was that was not at all biblical and or close or in agreement with the spirit at all mm-hmm. and that action within is not like not corrected you mm-hmm. know that's when I just feel like there obviously should be like just stricter righteous judgment in a way right. you know what I mean but I think yeah. like off rip just because you know especially especially when it comes to like just TikTok like just in general. Um, which we always talk about. I think just it first starts with I feel like people need to know what they're on the platform for right. first and foremost, and not just on there to please ears um, and to gain like an audience. Understand that's only an audience to one, which we talked about like in our first the first episode that we did together. But particularly like with the young ministers, because like we are still all kind of like, and I don't use this as an excuse at all, but like we all still are growing in our, in our faith and our walk with God, and still like learning, like refining, like what we're learning, like day in and day out. And that's what I talk about all the time. And like we come up here like every week and make sure that everything we say is like checked by either like our own ministers, our parents, like people in our inner circle. But I don't know. I just I, I see it a lot. And, you know, I think Eric, cause I mean, I know y'all have gotten in a few like not necessarily debates, mm-hmm. but conversations with people, whether it be online, like, yo, OK, this may have been off. Right. Just in the way of correction, but not just like completely coming off to somebody like, yo, now you're just completely disqualified to like not preach or teach the gospel. But of course, after like repeated ways and if it's a part of their inherent like doctrine it's like okay bro like you're tripping it's hard um like i said like in the first episode i never want to assume that i know everything so the first thing i have to do is be humble to make sure that you know maybe i didn't misinterpret this um one thing that is common is like exegesis versus eisegesis i can't remember the difference between the two but essentially one is like reading into the scripture for what it actually says versus me putting my my own twist and translation on what scripture says right um there's one video i saw where a pastor was talking about you know jesus said come out to lazarus and that's uh, uh significant and that jesus wanted uh people to come out because that's what you know like the lgbtq community he wanted them to come out you know that's a term that didn't even exist at that time so you can't just say that's what jesus meant you're putting your own twist on scripture so you know, if somebody's being a false teacher, the best you that you can do is point them to the word. And if they don't listen, don't get upset. You know, just stop listening to them. You can't feed into their their fan base and their platform by just giving them engagement in their algorithm by going back and forth for three days in their comments. Yeah, and when it comes to false teachers, like knowing that if somebody's a false teacher, it's more on you than anything. Like John says, study to show yourself approved. You gotta stand that word. You gotta line up with the word of God, anything that's said. And if it doesn't match, then you don't need to listen to it. Um, you know, I'm always thinking about John chapter six, 
where, you know, Jesus had like, what, 72 other disciples, right? And then most of them left because Jesus had a hard saying and they went another way. And then Jesus looked at the 12 after they left, the 72 others left and said, are you going to go also? And Peter said, no, because you have the words of eternal life. But why did the 12 stay while the other 72 left is what I started looking at. That's the mindset that I started going through. And it's because they were close to Jesus. You know, they were in the inner circle with Jesus. They spent time with Jesus daily. So they knew who Jesus was and they knew Jesus' character. While the 72 others, they just, you know, they're just talking with Jesus. Like when he's out and about, they might see him do miracles and stuff like that. But they didn't really know who Jesus is for real. They didn't really spend that intentional time with him each and every day. So once they heard something that they didn't agree with, they were able to leave. Well, same thing with you. Like, if you're not reading the word of God, if you're not understanding who Jesus is and understanding his character, when somebody says something, you're not going to know what is of God and what's not of God. And you can be deceived easily because you're not spending time. Like if somebody says, my brother, I know my brother very well, John. So if somebody says something that I know is not his character, I'm like, that's not John. I wouldn't say something like that because I know what he talks like. I know what he thinks. I know how he moves and stuff like that. And so if you don't know that about God, if you don't know about Jesus, then yeah, how are you going to be able to test the spirit? Because you don't even know what God's spirit is. John chapter four talks about testing spirit, talks about the antichrist and all that stuff. Uh, first John chapter four. And so like, again, you have to spend time to know what is the will of God, to know what does God say. So that way you can know what's not of God. Mm-hmm. I don't think people put enough emphasis on it. I, even TikTok has opened my eyes up a lot to this. A lot of people don't read their Bibles and they call themselves Christians. What are you following? Are you following the, the trendiest pastor? Like, what are you following? Because mm. <laughs> it's the word of God. I mean, to be Christ, like, how can I be like somebody that I don't know anything about? And it's interesting. Somebody commented on my TikTok. They're like, bro, I love your videos, uh, but you haven't preached as much. Drop a word. And if you notice my TikTok, I don't really preach as much as I first started. And that's because, for one, I don't want to be in the word looking for a word to share to others. That's the wrong mindset to have. I'd rather um, have something that God placed on my heart to share out. And so it's like whenever I do with that, when I come up, whenever I read from that aspect, it's like it's more filling for me. I'm not just trying to do something so I can gain views or so that I can grow my platform. Another thing is you shouldn't be using TikTok, a social media platform that has all kinds of crazy stuff on it for the word. It's it's mixing, you know, the world and Christianity. And once again, it's a social media platform. So, you know, if you follow Christian influencers or whatever, that's your thing. But that shouldn't be your number one source or your number one go-to for a word. You shouldn't be expecting a certain person to be the mouthpiece for you to hear from God because what if they're wrong? Facts. Then what? No, that makes sense. And then I remember Clarissa... I don't know where we dropped this before theirs. Mm. I was having a conversation with a friend. A friend. Her name is Clarissa, and uh, she was reading this book, and it's called "Forgiving What You Can't Forget." And the fi- the title of the book is like fire, but that just that just kind of I guess tied into this conversation that we're having because I was just thinking about how like you know what I mentioned John said earlier whenever we were texting back and forth in our group chats like um, the most Christ like thing you can do is love those the, that are like the most undeserving which can be, like, one of the hardest things to do, though, right? Just, like, people... (laughs) 
it, it could be anybody like people who i mean even like speaking on your name which mm-hmm. we talk we talk about a lot or that one know. president you don't like right <laughs> <laughs> like y'all be bashing the, these political figures that don't never mind that's a whole nother conversation yeah. anyways oh, you still he, gotta love them no for real and actually going to that i remember i saw i don't know if y'all seen like this post going around but it's like jesus washing the feet of all these controversial figures i think he had like the feet of like uh trump or something and biden or like just like different people like that it was i don't know different people of that nature which i thought was super super interesting but how do how do you all how do you all do that or get through that you know i guess like loving right those who whatever whoever that mean may like cause an offense towards you or you know for a fact it's just like bro like i'm not it's the last thing i'm trying to do like why should i show them love why i should give them like any of my time and or grace it's like bro like i'd rather just write them off i'd rather do my own thing i think the first thing is a verbal confession even if you don't necessarily mean it and then just asking god for help with that Mm. because like you know if you can at least start the process then it's better off than not even trying so for me it's like you know i'll be like lord i forgive them even if i don't feel it i'm like lord help me to actually truly forgive them because you know like i said earlier your forgiveness from what scripture says is pretty important um how you treat others and if you forgive others it's pretty contingent on that so i've learned that Walking in forgiveness is more for me than it is for the other person. Um, there's a true freedom when you let everything go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like you can physically feel a burden being lifted off of you when you truly forgive somebody. So for me to walk in unforgiveness, like the other person's not concerned about me. If I'm walking in unforgiveness, though, I'm the one thinking about them constantly, living in my hair rent free, losing sleep. What I you say, know what I'm saying? Really? Uh, Unforgiveness is like drinking poison, expecting the other person to get hurt. Right. It's What's not good one? for you. Yeah. Not even me. Like, honestly, I, I don't know. Sometimes, like, my forgiveness will sometimes start out as, like, coming from, like, a place of, like, pride almost. Just in a way, like, I just see it like you do. And it, it took a while to get there. It's the fact that, like, yo, why would I want this person to be taking up any of my energy or my time or my effort or my care, even in my mental? So it's just mm-hmm. like, bro, I'm praying me. for you. No. <laughs> 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 oh, so it's just, um, but my, my point is saying that is going back. It's like, it is genuinely like more for yourself than anything, right? That's, I mean, that's unnecessary weight that you're carrying around right from an offense that took place a while ago or whatever it may have been that you can like you have the ability the choice to ultimately let go and not be burdened by so i find that, i find that always interesting and all that good stuff i'm chilling bro oh my goodness bro <laughs> I thought, you, I thought you had the point you was going to make. I was trying to give you the floor. I'm not going to lie. I don't have a point. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. <laughs> bro said, this is all I got. <laughs> no, I'm going to cut that in post. Um, For sure. <laughs> but no, yeah, I love them anyway. So, like, do y'all, I mean, I got anything anything else y'all want to leave the people with? Y'all know how we do. Like, we got you got to leave, leave the people with a gem. What's our got? <laughs> I got, like, a main take, main take march. Yeah. Bro, pull, bro, pull out the Mac. Um, that's, I'll, I'll just go ahead and give mine. Like I said um, earlier, really just start focusing and understanding. You know, God wants a relationship with you, an intentional relationship with you, but He can't be around sin. So you know, if you if you're allergic to peanut butter to the point where you can't be around it, you're not going to be around it. Same thing with God; He's not going to be in a place where He was something that He hates. So just start understanding that God He loves you and He wants to be with you, but He can't be around sin. I think the biggest thing 
that I want to get across is I can't say this enough and put this much importance, like develop your own personal relationship with Jesus. Uh, the most viable thing on this earth is time because you can't get that back. So who I spend my time with, what I spend my time doing, that's what I say is important to me. So if I'm not spending any of my time or I'm barely spending any of my time with God, that's saying, that's saying that God's not important in my life, right? Mm. And so a lot of times I get questions asking, like, how do I get to grow my relationship with God, right? Well, growing a relationship with God is just like building a relationship with anybody else. If I meet somebody new and I want to get to know them, I must spend time with them. I must ask them about their hobbies, their interests, and genuinely spend time around them, hang out with them. And uh, the more time I spend with that person, the more I'm going to get to know them. The more questions I ask, the more conversations we have, the more we're going to get to know each other. And it's the same thing with God. Like, God's no different. The more time I spend with God, the more time I spend reading my Bible, praying, worshiping, the more I'm going to get to know who he really is, the more I'm going to understand his spirit, and the more he's going to show me. Because I'm spending time with him, but if I don't ever spend any time with God, that I'll never truly know him. Uh, I think a lot of people forget that James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you, right? And so a lot of times people don't understand that, like, why do I have to draw near to God? Like, how come God can't just come to me, right? But God is constantly chasing us, right? But think about if God is chasing me and I'm running the opposite direction from him, he's never going to be able to catch up to me because I'm running away from him. But the moment I say I'm going to turn away from the things of this world and I'm going to spend time and I'll come close to you, now you get to meet each other. Because now running. he's running towards you, now you're running towards him so you can meet him. So Preach, if you want to meet God, <laughs> if you want to grow your relationship with God, you got to spend time with him. Yeah. That's fine. And I, I, hold on. Actually, one last thing, because I feel like I probably had asked this but in a different way because you were just talking about like growing in your relationship with God. How, like, how do you, what would you all say, last point, how do you grow in love? Mm, that's a good question, bro. How, how like, yeah, I, I feel like that would probably be good off. Y'all can think about it, but that's what I think about a lot because we, we mentioned this in uh, a while back and it's not enough. I think a lot of people are um, usually a lot of comments that I get and there's nothing wrong with this. So like, hear me out when I, when I say this, like it's always like, yo, it's secular music is sin. Um, it's this is sin. Can I do this? Can I do that? But it's never like, how do I spread the gospel? Mm. What, what is the process of salvation? How, how can I be more effective vessel for God? Right. Like, how do I grow in my love? And I think we can get so caught up in like, those things are very significant and important to talk about, like we like we mentioned, but there's so much more. And I think, ironically, if we focused on these other things, on how to grow in my love, then a lot of these other questions that we have would be resolved. It's about the heart first. Yeah. So I, that's, what, that's why I asked. I think that would be say, really important. Yeah. Well, I think ultimately it ties back to um, the renewing of your mind, honestly. Yeah. Because uh, in Ephesians, it talks about how, like, the, the washing of the water of the word, that's going to cleanse your conscience, right? And Philippians 4 talks about how you should set your mind on things above. And you don't know what to set your mind on. You don't know to uh, have the mind that's in Christ, right? Um, all these verses that just talk about the importance of your mindset and your mentality, that's not going to start happening if you're not spending time in the Word, mm. right? That's not The Word can't transform you if you're not allowing it to do its job. So when you ask, how do I love? How, that's really asking, how do I be more Christ-like? How do you know how to, what Christ looks like if you're not in the Word? Like Eric said, if you're not spending time with Him, then you can't expect to change. Do y'all hear these things? Living a Christian lifestyle, it's not easy, but it is simple. Very. We make it way more complicated than it has to be. And it really is just spending time with them daily mm. and staying consistent with that. Like I said on the last EP, if you're persistent, you'll get it. But if you're consistent, you'll keep it. So it's all about that consistency. Comes full circle. Full circle. Day by bro. day by day by day. 
It's the same thing, same routine. It's the same thing. Same routine. It, it don't change. You know what I'm saying? I read my word. I'm praying. I'm worshiping. All right, good. I did it one day. I got to do it again, though. If I want to keep building, if I want to keep growing, if I want to keep what he's giving me, if I want to get more, I got to keep doing it. So, again, being consistent, if I want to grow in love, I got to keep reading about who Jesus is, about who God is, so I can become more like him, so that he can show me. But for those of you who are struggling to read your Bible, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are obviously listening to this podcast, audiobook, the Bible, you know, you can have it read to you. It's a great way to have the word in you. Yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate y'all coming on, Almost coming through to the studio. Yeah. Coming to, coming to the city. It's fire per usual. Jordan, you got anything else to lead the people with? Y'all got any last remarks? Y'all good? Y'all got off your chest? Y'all vented? I'm straight. I'm chilling, I'm chilling. You good? Yeah. You sure? You ended, you ended the episode last time about uh, us being single and whatnot. I was update. Hold on, something changed, bro. Uh, update no. Relationship status update. No. That's crazy. No, yeah. What's the update? So what? Fill the people no. in. The people oh. want to know. That's the question they change. really come for every time. Know. Y'all know. You know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing changed basically. Okay. No, nothing changed. <laughs> no, no update at the moment. But I keep. No, they, they, we're, we're, we're optimistic though. Okay. Yeah, the future's right. Okay. 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 Now they on the grind for real. So like, I'm praying for you, bro. That's crazy. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok. Uh, yeah, go ahead and plug. You know plug one saying? more time. Plug uh, social. Instagram, S-V-I-N-T.J-O-N. Uh, TikTok, John the Saint. Go follow me on Apple Music and Spotify if you guys need some recommendations. And make sure y'all get ready for that merch. For sure. Merch Saints drop on the down. way. First yeah. drop, crown, first collection coming super, super soon. Please tap in. Eric's got a book. Uh, yeah, Instagram, at ESDigs underscore TikTok, at ESDigs. Book, Living for Christ, How to Resist Temptation Using the Word of God. So y'all stay tuned. Y'all stay tapped in. Y'all Make be sure blessed. Y'all We're going to promote it again. We're going to have a promo code. Make sure we get everything out to y'all. Yep. So yeah, y'all know what it is. Stay you. Stay real. And stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Much love.